Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. PSG take care of business against Bayern Munich. The defending champion of the Champions League is out as Neymar, Kylian Mbappé, Mauricio Pochettino's side make it through to the final four. Also, Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea in the semifinals as they beat in aggregate Porto despite a cracking goal towards the end. We got Champions League Tuesday recap. Jimmy Conrad begins right now. The pressure continues to mount as the world's top teams compete for soccer's most coveted trophy. The Champions League is down to the final eight, and you can stream every match live on Paramount Plus as they cut the field to four teams following this week's second leg of the quarterfinal stage. Don't miss a minute of world-class soccer, including PSG against Bayern Munich and Real Madrid against Liverpool. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it for free. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Champions League Tuesday recap. And Jimmy Conrad, PSG get the job done. Bayern Munich win on the day, but PSG go through. And Chelsea take care of business as well, despite a ridiculous goal towards the end of that one. Jimmy, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. There's a part of me as a neutral that I just want... Can we just have PSG play Bayern Munich nonstop for life? Yeah. It's just, there's, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat watching this one. And I'm also trying to keep an eye on Chelsea Porta, which didn't have anywhere near the same excitement because there wasn't a shot on goal until the 65th minute. For me, their team, everybody. That said, uh, I'm also on the other side of things where, you know, I take a great deal of pride in giving some good advice on what to bet. And honestly, three or four of my bets should have hit today. And, and I only got one, but I just... Uh, bums me out. So then I get kind of bitter on that side, but then I'm just like, as a neutral, I, I absolutely love this competition and it did not disappoint again today. Well, to be fair, a few should have really gone your way. I mean, there were chances and obviously uh, the post uh, and the crossbar did their thing, denying a few folks. And there were a few counter-attacking breaks from PSG side that didn't go their way, of course, as well. Uh, by the way, I hate that rule of like, let it continue all the way until like it's officially done. I hate it. Well, yeah. unless unless Kylian Mbappe is actually on side, then I love yeah. it because yeah. it's it's crazy to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. You can go to my Twitter at Jimmy Conrad. I, I put a photo of Kylian Mbappe definitely being on. The referee just picked up his flag, no problem. Didn't even bother looking at VAR. What's the point of VAR? I mean, that, those are the moments that you want to have that second set of eyes. And, and it's uh, an whatever. PSG weren't going to score today anyway. They were snake bit in front of goal. Neymar, I think, hit every single post uh, possible, and and uh, they missed a lot of sitters. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. PSG, uh, to be fair, defensively did the business. I mean, let's remember, no Marquinhos, of course, uh, their most important midfielder, uh, Marco Verratti, was in there, and they really they really controlled. I mean, obviously, barring out their chances. But just like Kylian Mbappé said at the end of the first leg game, you know, sometimes you got to suffer in order to win big games. And that's what they did. They just had to just take care of business. And and they did. And to be fair to Bayern, they, they were much better defensively. Um, they were much better. Uh, well, overall, they won the game, but it, it just wasn't enough. Of too many key players, specifically Robert Lewandowski, missing, and it just wasn't enough. And you're wondering now if that was Hansi Flick last game with Bayern as uh, in the Champions League. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next season. But uh, one nothing they win, but they lose in, in aggregate. Uh, just your thoughts overall on the game. Yeah, what I really thought was interesting is Bayern's... Uh, I mean, you know what? You got to love it. We, we, we're going to play a high line. We don't care if our defenders are slow or, you know, slow in the turn or whatever. We don't care if we're going to let Mbappe just 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 run free and roam free for 40 yards until we actually address. I mean, at least they're consistent and like we're going for it every single time. And and they did not deserve a clean sheet by any stretch of the imagination. But Manuel Neuer coming off his line saved. I don't know how many potential breakaways. So that obviously is very important. I thought Lucas Hernandez was the right play. To yeah. start today, he was very uh, good today. Yeah. You know, he had to play Neymar one v one and Mbappe one v one, and actually defended them quite well. So I was pretty impressed with that. But you shouldn't have to rely on that to help you win games. We've had this conversation before, Luis, about Leroy Sane. You said before the game on HQ, CBS Sports HQ today, that he had to have a big game. Coman had to have a big game. That combined, they haven't had a goal or only one goal between them since January or whatever. So that's that's a crazy ass stat for those two players. Leroy Sane for me gets himself in so many incredible positions. But I feel like he's still lacking something. And it, and it always makes me think about why would Pep Guardiola let this guy go? Why would he let him go? Because Pep is usually, he can usually find something, see something in a player and try to get more out of that particular player. And at some point he, he gave up on Leroy Sané. Now, I think publicly he had to say, oh, Leroy Sané is great, great. We're so sad. We don't want to lose them or whatever because they want to make sure that the the, the the transfer fee is 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 reasonable, right? But but there was something behind the scenes where he just didn't believe in Leroy Sané anymore, and I can kind of see why. He's got so much talent. That kid, I just want to preface this, or I've already missed my preface opportunity, but <laughs> he's got more talent in his fingernail as a player than I had in my whole body, my whole career. Okay, so I want to make sure that's very crystal clear. But for him to get into that top top echelon of of players, he's lacking that. I'm going to step on your throat. I think this guy might be one of the nicest guys around because he's just lacking that little bit of flipping the switch and getting crazy eyes, as I used to be called. And and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that my team wins or make sure that my team scores or whatever. He got he got himself into some great spots where he could have iced it there the last five, 10 minutes of that game. And there's just, it, it's, he's too nice. I don't know what it is, but but there's something missing. And I always, when I think about Leroy Sané and what he's missing, I think that Pep Guardiola saw the same thing and said, I'd rather move forward with other players. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think the crazy, like I, like there's that uh, episode in Curb Your Enthusiasm when uh, Larry David meets a crazy ice killer. He's missing <laughs> like that crazy ice killer in him. He's just, he doesn't have the killer instinct. And Pep Guardiola wants his wingers to like, not just be productive in terms of assists and productivity in the final third, but he wants them to finish. He wants them to finish. Maybe not as much as a, number nine or whatever, but he wants it. And there was a, you're talking about moments where he had it. There was one specific moment in the counter when Byron got it. Leroy Sané got the ball. He cut inside. 
He had he was on his favorite left foot. All he had to do was just like either smash it or a powerful, you know, curve. And it, he just gave it to Kaylor Navas. And, and that was just a big mistake. Kingsley Coleman as well, who's also part of that combination of, of not creating as many chances. He also missed a few chances. And I said that you needed those two players to deliver today if, if Bayern had a chance. And they didn't. By the way, shout out to Kaylor Navas once again. Unbelievable. The most underrated player. I, I don't know. Like, uh, to me, arguably, he is the best CONCACAF player ever. Like, male. Like, I'm sorry. Just, I just think he's that good. Like, everything that he has done, we can talk about other players, of course, but, you know, Champions League titles. But once again, in the final moments, just a slip and Barner in and they score. And it's, it just, he's so good. He's so good. Dyed blonde hair or non-dyed blonde hair, it doesn't matter. Caleb Navas was so good today as well. I feel like for all the signings that PSG have made over the last three or four seasons, when they, we look back 5, 10, 15 years from now, the Kaylor Navas one, if they can win a Champions League title, it'll be because he's between the sticks. He's the yep. goalkeeper. There, there's just no other reason why. They had anybody else in that spot, even the, the great Gigi Buffon who played for them a couple seasons ago. Buffon just doesn't move the same, right? But Kaylor Navas just has something. And I think... Because of what he's capable of, that gives belief to the defenders. And what I wanted to say earlier, for everybody that didn't necessarily get to see this game, is almost the direct opposite of leg one, where Bayern were just peppering PSG. And they eventually did in this game as things as time went on. But PSG had so many opportunities and couldn't finish, which is what happened to Bayern in leg one. But I feel like if I was a defender for PSG, and I saw Mbappe and Neymar and Di Maria just hitting posts and, and missing opportunities that they usually score, I would have gotten a lot really frustrated. And I would have, you know, that might have lost a little concentration and focus there because like, come on guys, you know, like you can't expect us to make every single play every single time. You're some of the world's best attacking players, like help us out up here, you know? And what I did see though, I don't know if you noticed it as well, Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria were, were tracking runners and in, into the sidelines yeah. to block crosses. I love that. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Johnson, J, our own JJ tweeted something funny. It was like breaking Kylian Mbappe tracks back. It was, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, which is amazing. So yeah, there's a lot to like about this PSG team uh, for a lot of different reasons, but when it comes down to, if you're going to win a trophy or not, you need your players to make plays and you need your goalkeeper in particular to do that. So I second your sentiments about Kilo Navas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I'm going to put an asterisk on my predictions. I was right. I didn't get the score right, but I did say <laughs> that Bayern were going to win today, even though PSG would go through. That's what happened. But regardless, key things here, PSG go through to the semifinals for a second consecutive season. I feel that this season, Jimmy's a little bit, even more important because they knocked out the defending champion. Uh, and now, you know, they're into the final four once again, which is really remarkable, uh, especially because Mauricio Pochettino only arrived as well at the turn of the year. So that, that's something to be said as well. There's a lot of underlying storylines with the PSG run, right? Because the more success they have, the more that might entice Kylian Mbappe. It looks like Neymar is going to re-sign with the club, but what about Kylian Mbappe? If they can show that, hey, listen, we're ambitious. We got to second consecutive Champions League final, so on and so forth. This is the club for you to stay at and be at and develop and continue to be one of the best in the world. I think that helps. They get knocked out by a Bayern. You know, it's just PSG probably, uh, here we go again. We're never going to climb that mountaintop. Killing Mbappe, if I'm killing Mbappe, maybe I'll go look for a team that will help me get there. But they're going to run into Man City. What I will say is that Mauricio Pochettino, when Tottenham got to the final, they beat Man City along the way over they two did. legs. And so... 
there's something there. Sometimes Pep has a tough time with with managers that have already beaten him before for whatever reason. Marcel well, being the most recent. Example. I was just gonna say, and <laughs> who is a Bielsa student but Mauricio Pochettino? So this is right. gonna be very interesting. Well, Pep, assuming they get past Dortmund, though, I'm assuming they gotta get past Dortmund. Yeah, exactly. I think we're predicting way too early. But anyway, PSG go through. That's fantastic, and we will see what happens with Bayern Munich and Hansi Flick. Uh, wondering, obviously, we talked on HQ that Mauricio Romano, that you know Germany's number one choice is Hansi Flick. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Chelsea against Porto. We'll give you two guesses who won that one. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Champions League Tuesday recap. Jimmy Conrad, Jimmy, Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel into the semifinals as well as they beat Porto Aggregate 2-1. Not before. A ridiculous goal here. Um, do you want to explain to people what happened? Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so it looks like, or it looks very similar to, if you guys remember Cristiano Ronaldo when he was still playing for Real Madrid against Juve, where he really tracks the cross and and just knows exactly what he wants to do and does that unbelievable bicycle kick. Maybe he probably doesn't get as high as Cristiano Ronaldo, who I'm still marveling. Uh, that guy's a robot. I don't feel like he's a human being. How, how what an athlete, athletic specimen he is. But Medi Taremi comes on as a sub, which I thought was a big surprise in some ways. I thought he would start, and he he was suspended for leg one, and I thought they missed him in in leg one. Comes off the bench in this one, and and he scores an unbelievable bicycle kick. I mean, at, at that point, it's the dying embers of the game. There's like a minute left, and and why not throw up there and go for a bicycle kick? It's it's an unbelievable goal. So go track it online somewhere. UCL UCL. On CBS Sports. I went to UCLA, so it just rolls off the table. UCL on CBS Sports. <laughs> math major, so, by the way. That's it. I was a math major. That's right. So 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 I can't speak. I wasn't an English major. But but uh I, I from a tactical standpoint, this game really played out the way that I thought it would, which was I'm Thomas Tuchel, I've got a two-goal lead, I'm gonna lock everything down. And once Porto does have to extend themselves, maybe we can hit him on the counter. And I had Chelsea winning and and under two and a half goals. So the under for me was clear. That was easy, but everybody was betting that. So the, the odds weren't that great. So I'm like, Chelsea's going to win. They're going to get that late goal. Chelsea had a couple chances where they could have gotten that late goal before Taremi scored. And I was like, yeah, I was, you know, shouting at the, the heavens. If you shouldn't see me by myself, we should film myself just, just <laughs> screaming at the heavens. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So so uh, it, it played out exactly like I thought. And then obviously Taremi kind of, uh, ruin the script in some capacity, but you know, hat tip to him for scoring an incredible goal and one of the best Champions League goals that you'll see in history, let alone this season. I think it should be up for goal of the, the season for sure. Absolutely. Uh, again, I just think that Consisau did, he had two tasks, he got one of them 100% correct. Just make sure that you don't concede, stay strong, consistent. This is a good Chelsea side with a lot of attacking threats. The second part, you need to really just go at it. It really didn't happen. Definitely not at the beginning of this game. And it's just, you do not want to do that against a two-hole side who's so confident, especially defensively, 
you know, aside from that West Brom debacle, every everything else has always been so good and consistent. They're like a fortress, and they just they 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 open the door ever so slightly, and you have to take it. And it was very weird to me that he was very uh, conservative for most of this game. Concesao. I mean, they did go for it, but not. Not from minute one, and I really think that sometimes you got to do that. I'm I'm not sure. It's a, it was a tricky one to figure out. Yeah, I, I I thought he waited too long to bring on. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Players like yeah. like he brought on Taremi at 63rd minute. Okay, takes off a holy midfielder in Gruich, and then he has uh, Nanu Avilson and Louis Luis Diaz come on, and they that those guys started running at players. I do want to say we'll get into Chelsea in a second. But that's where it started to shift a little bit. And they, they were breaking the lines, running with the ball. And, and that put Chelsea on their back heels. And that's what ultimately led to the, the opportunity that Taremi got. Honestly, as I said at the beginning of the show, it took both teams until the 65th minute to finally get a shot on goal. That is crazy, you know, but that speaks to how good they are on, on, on the defensive side of the ball, both of the clubs. Now, let's just focus on, on Chelsea really quick. I thought N'Golo Conte and Jorginho were excellent. I thought they were excellent. They're so good at protecting that back three or back five or whatever you want to call it. I would be really surprised if they don't start against Manchester City in the FA Cup semifinals on Saturday. That's going to be a great game too, by the way. And then and then Christian Pulisic, I thought was excellent as well. I mean, he he drew, I don't know how many fouls. He, he drew, I don't know how many yellow cards. I had Pepe get in a yellow card that hit because he got well, one. Well, you have said minute. it before, Jimmy. You have said it before that, you know, when he's on, right, and he's injury-free, whatever, and he's coming at you, Pulisic is one of the best in the world at that. Like, you just don't know what to do sometimes. And he draws fouls so well. Yeah, his 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 balance and, and really his change of speed both, both physically and mentally, right? He, he, he can see, he can see what a situation is. I'm, oh, this has been taken away. I'm going to take that, you know, and, and that's really hard to teach. I mean, that is years and years and years and years of experience. And obviously he's got incredible quickness, but his, his speed of thought is also uh, very good. And, and think about it from a Chelsea perspective, you need players to hold the ball, to be able to slow the game down. You need players to be able to draw fouls to, Let's just take a breath here if things are getting out of control, right? And you can see the teams that don't have those types of players and how they're always under pressure. They're always under the gun because they don't have that one or two or three players that can put their foot on the ball and like, hey, everybody, let's just relax. And and when you have a player like Pulisic who can get it, kind of bounce and, and like, I, I, he seems like a, a rabbit, right? He's just like hop skips and all of a sudden he's he's 30 yards farther. Like, how did he get over there so fast, you know? And and he he just, that ball sticks to his foot, you know? And and. I don't want to say it's like a Pulisic Messi comparison. Nobody, nobody should ever be compared to Messi or, or Pelé or Maradona, Every, Cristiano. Everybody's got their own thing. But he does have some of those instincts where I can recognize some space. I'm going to accelerate in that space and get there before you do, with yeah. and without the ball. And, and it, it just it allows that the team to help. It just helps in so many different situations. And it really breaks the lines and it forces defenders to defend him in a way that he can take you, he can take you left or right. And, and that's really hard to defend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, like, when you work under somebody like Tuchel, then it just becomes even much easier for him mm -hmm. to take care of business. But anyway, Chelsea are through to the semifinal. So you have your first two semifinals. That's PSG and Chelsea. And by the way, what a relationship that is. Tuchel, of course, being the former manager of PSG. And we will see what happens uh, later on on Wednesday. Uh, make sure that you tune into the Wednesday preview as we have Jimmy and James Menge as well and the recap with myself and Jimmy. It's looking good, Jimmy. Are you rethinking anything for Wednesday? What do you think? 
No, I'm not. I'm not rethinking. I, I still. We think already taped that, by the way. That's what I want to tell everybody. So I just want to make sure. I'm just like I'm a little worried about. No, no. I'll, I'll let everybody listen, and then they can judge me afterwards. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, no, te- no teasers here. Outside of just go listen. It's it's a fun one. Love it. Any final thoughts for anything else? No, two great games. Congratulations to both Chelsea. I think we're getting into the semifinals of the Champions League for the first time in seven years, which is uh, very cool for them. And then obviously PSG doing enough to get through. You know, that's a that's a sign of a champion of of coping with adversity. And I thought they showed that on both sides of the ball. And obviously on a different day, they win that game three or four one. But that wasn't today. But they still got the result. Well said. Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure. Uh, Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Luis. And thank you to everybody listening. We appreciate you. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Que Golazo Pod. We are on also YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Que Golazo. And we are on Spotify, Stitcher, cbssports.com. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Make sure that you stay with us weekday all the time. More Que Golazo content. Have a great rest of your day. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.